Welcome to Lo-Fi Lectionary. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are here in the Lo-Fi Kitchen. Um, we're all kind of sharing kind of my, my personal reflections on uh, on Luke 4. Thanks for coming. Grab a, grab a mug of cocoa and um, look around. Could it bring somebody down if I never made a sound again? Anyway, all right, there we go. Um, Luke, Luke four. What a what an interesting chapter. Um, and as I was kind of reading it and thinking over it over the last few weeks, um, it, it kind of strikes me. And this this is something that strikes me all throughout Luke, and actually in any of the Gospels, um, as we see kind of people who, um, when Jesus shows up, are really excited that he's there and are happy to see what he does. And there's some people who just aren't. There's some people who are upset with everything he does. There's some people who um, goes so far as to oppose him, you know, and look for people try and kill him. Um, and it seems like some people, when when God shows up in the world, um, and I'm speaking from a religious person's point of view, so if you're not religious, um, you know, maybe there would be some other sort of uh, substitute for that, you know, like like when just goodness is in the world, or, um, or um, you know, just um, there seems to be, some people who just kind of seem to miss it and seem to live lives um, where they're angry and upset or selfish or um, surly or um, prejudice or, um, you know, that just don't seem to get what's where, where we seem to be headed kind of as a people towards towards good things. Um, and just they, they just kind of seem to miss it. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot over the last while. A, a lot of my life is kind of centered around that, especially in work as a pastor. And I kind of have come up with a with a working thesis that I want to shoot out to you guys because this it's come up so starkly in this chapter of Luke. Um, I kind of have thought of what are the two qualities of people that kind of allow them to experience like God, um, you know, in full or real ways, or or two qualities that maybe. Um, that, that an experience with God would leave people with if they've really experienced and seen God, or maybe um, if they've experienced God, what are the couple of things that they would always be led to, to kind of use as a gauge of like, am I really clearly seeing God and what God's up to in the world? And I've kind of come down to two things, and they're these, to gratitude and to wonder. Like if you've really experienced God in a sense, and you've really gotten a good glimpse of seeing the world the way God sees, um, you're kind of maybe left with, or you're pointed towards getting towards, um, gratitude and wonder, or maybe those are just the two things. Again, I said, I'm kind of working with the seasons. These are the two things that kind of, if you have them, um, you experience a bit more of God, or you experience a bit more of just the, just the goodness and the reality of the world, maybe in a, in a more deep way, gratitude and wonder. And so in the book of Luke, you know, there's a lot of people when, as, as God is kind of setting up the work of Jesus, um, you know, before he's born, while he's born, while he's a child, and then afterwards, you know, sometimes when God shows up and does something, people are amazed. They have like a deep sense of surprise and wonder that God is showing up in an unexpected or new way, um, where they get a sense that their lives are now part of something very much beyond what they thought. 
and that it's new and it's unexpected, but it's good. Oh my gosh, that's what God's doing in the world? That's great. There's a, there's a new sense of wonder. Um, oh my gosh, God isn't who I thought God was? Isn't that great? <laughs> they have a new sense of wonder. Um, I think that that's a really important thing, um, just because if, if, if God, if there is a God, then God is certainly very much beyond us. So if we experience God really, or any part of God in any way, or even if we just get to see something that God did, if we don't really get to see God, but we see the results of God having been somewhere, or done something, it's it's got to be surprising. It's got to be beyond us in a certain sense. Um, and that's just got to leave us with, with wonder. You know, if you experience it and you get, um, you know, upset or angry, um, I think I think maybe you still just have some work to do um, in the same way that people when they meet Jesus might get upset or angry instead of just having a sense of oh good you know and and this and that way it's very much connected to gratitude um, I think being thankful and viewing the world through that lens is just such an amazingly powerful thing um, and oftentimes for people in the in the Jesus stories throughout or or in the stories of God just throughout all of the scriptures. Um, it shows up where they they experience gratitude in the form of having experienced you know favor or grace and then being willing to let God um, show favor and grace towards others and they're happy about it instead of upset about it and so it often comes out in the form of them being very you know humble or them experiencing or expressing some humility and saying oh it's so good that God is doing that over there as well, because God has also done things for me. And so, um, in the examples we get throughout the, the, the Luke story so far, you know, you have Elizabeth, you know, seeing Mary and being full of the spirit saying, how has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? She's celebrating what's happening to Mary and what's happening, you know, in the rest of the world. Um, you know, and she is a part of that, but she's happy about what God is doing. There's a lot of gratitude. And Mary herself, you know, sings this song where she says, God looks with favor upon the lowliness of her servant. There's a certain amount of humility and humbleness um, that comes from Mary that allows her to be thankful, even though God is really going to mess with her life a whole lot. She's very thankful that it's happening in the world. Um, so, in, you know, when Simeon meets Mary and Joseph and Jesus, you know, he gives this big prayer of Thanksgiving where he celebrates that finally there is going to be a light for the Gentiles and a glory to Israel. He's celebrating on behalf of his people, but also that this is something bigger and beyond his people. And he's thankful for that. Whereas some other people in the story are only really thankful and only really grateful if God is doing something directly for them and only them. Um, if God is their tribal God, in a sense. Um, and so this gratitude gives them, gives these people the power to, to experience God's love, but also to share in that love, to celebrate what God is doing in the world beyond them, that it's not for just them, but that it's for others as well. So Luke, you know, uses these words favor and amazed all the way through the story. And um, my versions of those would be gratitude and wonder. And um, if you're not a religious person, maybe we could talk together about why, um, you know, if we were here in my kitchen about why some people seem to live with a certain sense of grace and favor and amazement in the world and why some others don't. Why some people beyond their circumstances are able to be kind and generous, even in the midst of great suffering or in the midst of, you know, their life being very messy. You know, they're, they're able to be excited of when good things happen for others. And even moreover, 
we'll work very hard and we'll sacrifice so that others get what they need, even when they have very real needs, and why some other people don't. Um, you know, why some people in this world um, don't seem to be interested in spending much time fighting and arguing about things, but instead, when they meet other people, ask a lot of questions. They take the time to listen. Um, even in the midst of noise, then they are able to point people on toward greater and better and more wonderful things. Uh, and, and why is that? And I, I think it's because those people have a sense of gratitude and a sense of wonder in the world. Um, and when I meet those kind of people, those are very special people that I want to keep close. You kind of want to be around them. Um, and it's why I hope this podcast connects with a lot of you um, and a lot of people who are just curious. I, I, I toss that in my, my tagline. Every time I have to say the tagline, I kind of wince a little bit because it sounds so hokey to me. I'm a Denny Ingram 4, so I'm all about being authentic. So whenever there's kind of a, a hokey setup like that, I always wince a little bit. But uh, it's something I do always want to kind of push out there to kind of just to keep myself in track of who I'm doing this for. Um, but I love people who are curious. Um, to me, curiosity is interest in other things without the desire for control. You know, curiosity seeks understanding, not conquest. Curiosity is non-manipulative kind of grace and favor you can show someone of, it's it's almost the, the quality of a person that seeks out wonder. And when it finds it, it's grateful that it even got a glimpse at something that's just a little bit grand or a little bit good when it finds it in others and celebrates with other people. Um, so that's why I hope to be doing something, you know, for the benefit of people who are just spiritually curious. Um, and what's heartbreaking about the stories of Jesus that we're getting to in, in Luke are that he's going to go from town to town. And he's going to do amazing, good, loving things. And some people are actually going to try and stop him from doing good things. And that's the heartbreaking, sad part of the story because they won't get to experience how good love and beauty and wholeness and healing are in the world. And yet that's very much what happens with a lot of us today. And I speak from experience because I lived most of my life up until just the last couple years without a good sense of gratitude. Um, kind of harboring a lot of bitterness and a lot of resentment, a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety that um, I wasn't very grateful for what I did have. And I actually had to start kind of the practice um, it's, I've been doing it for maybe about a year and a half where every morning I don't get out of bed until I make a list just in my head of everything that I am thankful for. Because no matter what might happen that day, I want to make sure that I start out on a tone of not everything is going to be bad, not everything is going to fall apart. Um, again, I am an Enneagram 4, so my big fear is that I've already destroyed my life and it's too late. Um, but I start out with a list of saying, here are the things that are good and isn't that great that I get to experience them and be a part of them? And um, and then later on in the day, I'll actually try and journal and I'll make a list of, um, for, I'll make like a formal list of just things that I'm grateful for. And it actually has changed my perspective as I kind of go about my day and experience the world. It hasn't made my life any easier, but, um, but I think I've experienced God a whole lot more as, as a result. And it's opened me up to seeing a lot more things that are just kind of wonderful in the world as well. And uh, when I can take the time to be grateful for not just things in my life that I experience and benefit from myself, but things that are I'm grateful for that they're just out there in the world and that are good for others, it does kind of open me up to a new sense of wonder. And in the midst of those two things kind of circling around, gratitude, wonder, gratitude, wonder, 
I see God a whole lot more. And so um, if we were hanging out in my kitchen, I would kind of leave us both with these questions. When was the last time we took the time to go get some new wonder? When was the last time we went somewhere, saw something, heard a new song, spent some time with a loved one long enough to notice the particular things about them that are wonderful? When was the last time we did something that caused us to feel something that we couldn't quite put into words and that was so good, but just very much beyond us and opened us up our eyes a little bit to a wider sense of our place in the world? When was the last time we put ourselves in a place where we could be surprised again? Um, and uh, when was the last time we, we took account of all the good things that we took the time to be grateful? And what if we all began um, our days, our meetings, our projects, our encounters with other people by stopping and acknowledging all the ways that we have received goodness from these things and from others or the ways that they have received goodness and that if we celebrated those things together and what if we all took the time together to realize that everything good that we have is a, is a gift and to just live a life of, of gratitude for that. I think it would be good for us and it would help us um, not make the mistake of everything becoming too familiar, too ho-hum. Um, whether you're religious or not, have you realized that maybe there's a lot of people who are religious who the, the goodness of God has become something, on, something in the background so far away that that's not what they talk about very much. Or, or you don't see it active in their lives. Um, or, or even non-religious people, like why don't we focus on the good things? before we realize that acknowledging the good things actually gives us the power to address the very real bad things going on. We need to be careful that goodness doesn't become a tribal goodness or a God, if we want to put that term on it, that label on it, that personality on it, doesn't become a tribal God that's so very small that can't amaze us or show us a sense of wonder or gratitude beyond ourselves. We need to be open to seeing the sacred in the everyday, and even in the midst of the familiar, or we are going to miss out. And if we miss out long enough, and if we don't practice being open to wonder, we just might end up opposing the best things that are going on in the world. Because it's going to turn our hearts away from goodness and away from God. And who wants to live like that? I would love to have that conversation. And we'll continue talking about it as we go forward. And Luke, so my friends out there, I hope that today you experience just a little bit or a lot of wonder, that you're surprised in a new way. And I hope that when you do have it, that you say thank you. All right. Be well, everybody. Hi, everyone. That's the end of the episode, but don't go yet. Hi, everyone. I just want to say a quick thank you to you for listening to this episode of Lo-Fi Lectionary. If you liked the podcast, please help us out. You can review, subscribe, and share the podcast any way you can. Um, the more people we get in on the game, the funner this is going to be. Uh, if you want to participate in the discussion for this episode, you can come visit our website at kevinlester.net and follow the links to the podcast and then to the link for this episode. Um, you can also find our podcast on Facebook, and we can discuss and, and keep things going on there. Uh, just search Facebook for Lo-Fi Lectionary, and you'll find us.
You can also get in touch with me, Kevin, directly at lofi at kevinlester.net. And that's lofi with no dash. So L-O-F-I at kevinlester.net. And you can also find me on Twitter at lofi kevin with no dash again. So at lofi kevin. Um, that's kind of it. So thank you for coming and we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you for listening.